0: Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you.
1: Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater.
0: And I'm Rachel Olson.
1: And you know, Rachel, there are so many times in life that we fall down, we trip, we fail And some people say, oh, that was an epic fail. And I know it's true. I know there are things in our lives that happen and we feel like we've really messed up. But I want to to talk about that today and, and find out what failure really means in our life.
0: Well, let's see, according to the dictionary, there are two pieces to the definition of the noun failure. The first one is lack of success. And the second one is the omission of expected or required action. So I think it's the omission of an expected or required action that leads to the lack of success. And what I like about looking at the dictionary definition is that it's just very clinical, very black and white, very straightforward. There's no um, judgment or condemnation in this definition it just says okay there's some things that were required for success to happen and those things weren't present almost like it was a there's a recipe and you left a couple of ingredients out you know there was one missing ingredient that was um, needed for the lack of success and I I like thinking about it in this terms because it removes all of my negative self-talk about oh well of course you can't do this you're never going to be any good at this
1: Oh, wouldn't it be nice if we could just do that, look at life like that? But, you know, you and I, uh, being girls, we we seem to have a tendency to magnify that one ingredient that was missing. And I think Satan then whispers in our ear and says, who do you think you are? (laughs) What do you think you can accomplish? You know, every time you do something, you mess up. And so then... We start spiraling down. We start thinking about that all the time. And all we can see is the failure. And we can't see all the other nine ingredients we had right, but we just had that one piece missing. And it makes me think of Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison said, hey, I found 10,000 ways not to make the light bulb. You know, he never... He never got discouraged by it. He just said, hmm, that one didn't work. So his one ingredient got changed 10,000 times until he finally got it.
0: You know, I like that he sounds almost proud of the fact that, look, I found 10,000 different ways to have no success with the light bulb. Um, And I think that he is because I think, look at how much work and effort and perseverance he put into it. Um, And he's going to get it right. So he's going to find that right ingredient. I kind of like his attitude on that. You know, I I failed 10,000 ways, but actually I am 10,000 steps down the path to success.
1: Well, you know, I think that it's so easy to just throw up your hands and walk away. It's so easy to just say, okay, obviously I'm not cut out for this or I would have gotten it right. But every single successful person I've ever known has never just gotten it right. They haven't. They have just persevered through all the wrong. Like Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth struck out 1,333 times before he got his seven hundred and fourteenth home run, now, he didn't say, "Well, I'm just not cut out for this. I can't get it done." No, he just kept pursuing. And and what I find fascinating is that they always seem to find that thing that wasn't quite right that caused them to fail. You know that by failing, they discovered something new, something that made them go, "Aha!" okay, that filament didn't work in the light bulb, and aha, that swing didn't work to hit the ball out of the ballpark. But maybe I was too low on the swing. Maybe I should try this filament this time in the light bulb. And they learned what didn't work, and they let it propel them forward.
0: Well, obviously, when we're doing something, particularly if we're doing something new, uh, we can't necessarily know ahead of time exactly what is going to work. It's like a process of elimination, right? Try this, try that, and find until you find the, the winning ingredient or the successful outcome. I like Babe Ruth's statistics there. He was at bat probably over 2,000 times. He was a a record-holding hitter. He was a celebrated hitter with his 714 successful hits, home runs or whatnot. But I love his failure rate. You know, he he missed 1,333 times. So he missed more times than he hit. Exactly. That's the point.
1: That is the point. Because when we are doing anything in life, We are going to mess up. We're going to get it wrong. We're going to have those ingredients that are missing. When you think of any famous person who's become successful, if you talk to them, you'll know that they did not have it all together and they failed many more times than they succeeded. And they will be the first to tell you that they failed forward. You've all heard of... the guy who created Mickey Mouse, right? One of the most creative geniuses in the 20th century. Well, he was fired from a newspaper because he was told, you don't have any creativity. Walt Disney was fired. No creativity. And so trying to persevere, he formed his first animation company called laugh Films. He raised like $15,000 for the company and was forced to close it because one of his important distributors uh, went under. And so there he was, desperate, out of money, but he discovered that he still had this drive. He still had this ability to push through that and say, okay, well, that didn't work, but I still want to do what God created me to do. So he went to Hollywood and he faced more criticism and more failure. And then finally, 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 One of his little classic films skyrocketed in popularity, and the rest is history. Walt Disney is the household name, but it wasn't because he was an overnight success. It wasn't because he threw up his hands and said, well, I just must not be cut out for this. Nope, he kept on going.
0: Maybe if he hadn't gotten fired from that newspaper, maybe if he hadn't had his first company in whatever city that was in go under, he'd have never made it to Hollywood where he'd have never made that film. And then you and I today would not get to take our children uh, to Disney World, right? To experience the imagination and the wonder um, of all that is Walt Disney and its films. So. Yeah, you could see that through the negative lens as, um, you know, gosh, I failed. This isn't working out for me. I need to go do something else.
1: Exactly. And I love what you said there because it's all about whether you look at life through the positive lens or the negative lens. And I will tell you that I've looked at a lot of the leaders, the successful people, and here are some things that they say whenever they have a failure. They reflect on those failures. Now, that's one thing that Rachel, you and I were just talking about. Like, Sometimes we either want to just pretend like it never happened. We don't want to talk about it anymore. We we obviously aren't cut out for that. So we just uh, ignore it or we put it on the shelf. But that's not what a successful person does. They reflect on their failures and they use it to define who they are. In other words, they say, okay... Failures will explain my little quirks, the little weird things that I do, and maybe it will uncover my insecurities and open my eyes to some blind spots. So when you have a failure, all of these successful people, the the Babe Ruths, the Thomas Edison, the Walt Disneys, and even Paul the missionary, they looked at the things that you know, okay, that didn't work out. So well, you remember Paul was was so bold when he first became a Christian that people were even the even the other disciples were like, "Whoa, dude, slow it down a little bit. You're kind of you know, going to get us all in trouble here if you just be so harsh all the time." So he had to learn how to tell about Jesus without, you know, causing people to want to kill him. So, you know, everybody kind of reflects on their failures and says, "Okay, God, how do you want me to look at these weird things that I do, these personal quirks, these insecurities and blind spots so that I won't make those mistakes again and I will try to figure out a better way to do it?
0: sounds like uh, we have maybe one of three possible reactions to our failures. Um, One, we might want to just bury it down in the recesses of our mind in like a big file labeled denial, right? I don't want to think about that. I want to pretend it didn't happen. Or, and that one's not very helpful, equally not helpful, we might revisit it endlessly and sort of just beat ourselves up over and over and over with it and use it as evidence for why we can't accomplish anything or why we should not try again. That's not very helpful. Or the third option is what you're describing, is sit down, take a good hard look. What went wrong here? What ingredient was missing? What could I try differently? What can I learn from this? And how can I move forward from here with new information?
1: When you study the people who have really been successful, not only do they reflect on the failure, they get passionate about it. They get passionate about writing everything down. And I know you're in, you know, you are a big proponent of journaling. Well, this is part of that. I mean, you write down those failures. and when you're looking at it and it's staring at you in the face, you you become aware of all the times you lost, all the things that didn't go your way. And suddenly, you start to get a clearer picture of who you are. And what you're trying to accomplish so these guys like thomas edison babe ruth they wrote things down walt disney they wrote things down and they they sat there and they reflected on their failure and said okay there's got to be a better way and here are my blind spots here are my insecurities and oh man i messed that up because i was afraid of what people were gonna think or i messed that up because Uh, You know, I have a tendency to lower my shoulder when I swing the bat. They looked at those things that they had to take a hard look at and go, hmm, okay, now this is giving me a better, clearer picture of who I am and why these failures might have happened.
0: Well, yes. For me, journaling, getting it down out of my head and onto paper, gives me some distance from it, which gives me some clarity and gives me perspective that I don't have when I don't journal about it. But you know, when you when you talk about who I am, when I associate my failures with who I am, I get all um, like uptight and resistant. I don't want to associate myself or who I am with my failures, but. I do want to be able to reflect on them and learn from them so that I don't repeat them and so that I can find the ingredients that will eventually bring me, you know, the success towards the goal that I'm working for.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, it's not about looking at, oh, I'm just awful. This is, you know, I, why would I ever think that I could do anything because I just keep messing up. I'm a failure. No, you, let me just make this loud and clear. You Are never a failure. You may do some things that don't go the way you thought they would. That does not make you a failure. You may have plans that go totally off the rails. That does not make you a failure. You have failed attempts at getting something done, but like Rachel said in the beginning, it's because we're missing an ingredient that would have made it successful. We're missing the knowledge of understanding what it is that would make that go better the next time we do it. And that's the key. It's looking at the next time. In other words, don't give up. Just start reflecting and analyzing. And can I just tell you, over the decade of doing Encouragement Cafe, we have made some big-time blunders and boo-boos and mistakes and we still do every single day, but we do try to stop and take a look at them. We get together as an executive team. We get together as a board and we go, okay, that didn't work. As a matter of fact, that went way off the rails, but look over here, this worked and this worked. So how can we take the message of Jesus Christ to really encourage people in a way that will help them right where they live today. Okay, so we know this ingredient we need to get rid of forever because it totally took us in the wrong direction. However, we know that there is a missing piece over here, so let's search diligently for what God wants us to do to make this a success. And success looks different in different people's eyes, but what Paul said is so true Even those times when Encouragement Cafe wasn't doing it in the best way, it wasn't a failure. It wasn't because we still had witnesses telling us that, you know what? That devotion you sent to me really helped me. Or somebody at an event said, I gave my heart back to Christ. So even though our events in the beginning (laughs) were crazy uh, wrong you know we just didn't have all of our act together and we're still learning as we go that's what perseverance looks like that's what analyzing our failures and saying okay i am not a failure what we did didn't quite work but we're going to learn from that we're going to keep on going
0: i i love the way you put that we didn't quite have our act together (laughs) of you know the thing is is God is a master at taking our sloppy acts and and using them anyway. You know, we, we would have people that thought what we did was terrific, even though we could see 80 ways that it wasn't. Um, and that's because Romans 8:28, right? God uses all things, he works them together. For For the good of those who are in Christ Jesus, so as Christians we always have sort of that um, safety net, if you will, to rely on. Is that you know even if I sort of mess this up, God has the power to um, to work this together for good. And I also think it's important um, that, that we say, yeah, we didn't know entirely what we were doing. We didn't have our act fully together. Um, we still don't fully have our act together. But you can't let that stop you. You can't be afraid to be seen as a newbie. At anything, You know, oftentimes we just want to come right out of the gate knowing everything and having success and being perfect. And it never works that way. Nobody comes out of the gate that way. You have to be willing to try and to fail and to learn and to try again.
1: You know, I think of Milton Hershey. Milton Hershey, we all eat the candy, Hershey's candy. But he started three candy companies before he finally got Hershey's. And when, when he started... Uh, He was a nobody. He, He, after being fired from an apprenticeship with a printer, that's when he started his candy ventures. And he was forced to watch every single one of the first three fail. And in his last attempt in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, he started Lancaster Carabelle Company, and he started seeing enormous results. And he believed that his vision for milk chocolate for the masses was a possibility and eventually he became one of the best well-known industries in our country and you and I have all tasted a Hershey candy bar he didn't give up three failed attempts and he didn't give up
0: sounds to me like he had some sweet success but I'm just kidding <laughs> bad pun <laughs> well yeah, and so what, what you know what we keep seeing circling back to is that to get to the success there's going to be a number of failures. In fact, if you want to get to success and you want to get there faster, double your rate of failure. <laughs> you know, the more the more times you go to bat and the more you fail, the more you're going to learn and the closer you're going to get to success. So don't be afraid of failure. It is your ticket to the success or the goal or whatever it is you're after. In fact, discomfort, which is what we often feel when we fail because we're not expecting it or we don't want to experience it. Discomfort is almost the currency of success. The person who's willing to try and fail, to look like a newbie at something, um, that person, that discomfort that they're willing to feel becomes the thing that, that buys them the success. So failure is often just just a feeling uh, of disappointment or surprise, or you know, where did that come from? Um, it's just a feeling for the for the most part, and we can endure any feeling. We can endure any feeling. We've been disappointed before. We've been surprised before. We've failed before, and we're still here, and we're still alive, and we still have goals, and we still have dreams, and we can still go after them.
1: Absolutely, and God puts passion in our heart to do the things that he set us in motion to do. And so it's our thinking that allows us to grab onto that failure and either think positively or negatively about it. And that's a choice. Our thinking is a choice and that controls our feelings. So the next time you experience failure, no matter how big it is, no matter what the scale is, in that moment, in that moment, tell yourself, hey, this isn't the end of the road. I know that countless men and women in the world today are enjoying success because they pushed through this kind of failure, and I am going to be counted as one of those. I'm not going to give up. I am going to keep on keeping on. I'm going to persevere because that's the way God intended me to be when he set this passion in my heart.
0: Failure feels like a setback. It feels like a step backwards. But in reality, it's a step closer to what you're trying to do because you've just learned one way that didn't work. And if you reflect on it, as Lou was saying, you're going to get some ideas for what to try next. So
1: here's what I want to leave you with today. Learn from your mistakes. Reflect on them. Accept the failure because it's a stepping stone to the next thing. Revisit your passion, and keep pursuing your goals no matter what. Hey, may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We will see you back here next week because we're not giving up.
0: Thanks for joining us today, an encouragement cafe with Luann and friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe, at EncouragementCafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.